Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. If I sent you an email yeah. with the best picture of the best stank face I could muster, would you click through? Is it going to be that one from the picture of that kid that we have on our blog post? <laughs> the little freckle face? That's a weird... Ugh, I will not click through. Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you from St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, yeah. End of summer, yeah. end of August. Dude, what's up with the end of August weather here in St. Louis, Man, Missouri? Usually it's, it's like you want to jump into the river off a very high cliff. Right. And that's not going to be a cool river either. That's going to be a warm Mississippi, a muddy, the big muddy Mississippi. I think some people don't understand how hot and humid it gets here in St. Louis. Like, it's legit. Not this week. Not, but no, no. The last couple of weeks it's been like... That's the problem. And I think there's a lot of people in town because of Labor Day and different things, and they're going to be like, oh my God, this is so beautiful in the summer here. Yeah, no. Yeah. It's not. Um, <laughs> not usually, but it's Well, you awesome. know, you know about the valley, like that... The Mississippi River, river Valley. Valley. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's such a big river and stuff that there's a lot of humidity. Even though neither of us lives right by the river, we're a few miles away, if not 10 miles away. It still affects the climate and everything. Um, this is great conversation for the Jazz <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> well, no, same, but no. Sick. Okay, let's tie it in now. Okay. We're talking about the Mississippi River, yeah. New Orleans, Chicago, oh, yeah. St. Louis. Hell yes. Even up to like Minneapolis, the musicians traveling back and forth. Yep, Ragtime, yep, yep. New Orleans. I mean, that, that's what made this music. Memphis, Memphis you know doesn't connect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. It's so true. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about Stangface today, though. Yes. Speaking of the Mississippi River. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got an email. Now, Have you ever swam... swam in the Mississippi River? Uh, well, I don't want to die or get hepatitis, <laughs> so no, I haven't. Okay, I have, and I'm really? not dead, and oh. I do not. <laughs> and I don't and like that shot of penicillin <laughs> cleared it right. <laughs> That's right. C or B, which one are we talking <laughs> about? I don't know. No, no. I, but this was years it's ago. It's dangerous, though, isn't it? Well, I, I swam up north of St. Louis, but not that far north, like... Um, I mean, within 20 miles like or so. Alton or something up there? Yeah, not Alton. That's, no, you don't want to go there. You got the Alton um, sludge coming down that hill. No, I mean, it I was... I think that's the name of their marching band. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to find out if... I remember I went with kind of a group. There was somebody in our, in our high school band, jazz band, University City High School. Um, we uh, Somebody had like some... It wasn't even their property. They knew this place you could go. And it was almost like a sandbar, and you could kind of swim in the river. And it was, it was actually pretty fun. Wow. I mean, it was just sort of a little... Is edge that, of it there. Is that even legal? It was not legal. Oh, it was okay. not legal. Yeah. Well, um, it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> yet I digress. Uh, so we're talking about stank face because we have this email from Eric. Yeah. Uh, you're going to love this. This is like an email slash rating and review all in one. Hey, <laughs> oh, guys. It's everything we need. Yeah, exactly. Hey, guys. My name is Eric, and I'm going to my fourth year of jazz piano performance degree at Brandon University in Manitoba, Canada. I recently stumbled upon your podcast program, and I've really enjoyed listening to both of your ideas and concepts. Super fun and interesting to listen to, and surely makes my workday go. How does faster. somebody stumble? I, I, I'm not making a joke here. I really want to know, like, how do you stumble on this podcast? I mean, obviously, people have. Yeah. Because we haven't really done the greatest job of promoting because we don't know how to. I mean, we know how to yeah. promote some things, but it's, it's like, like, I wonder, does he mean he searched like daily jazz? Podcast on Apple and we came up because we've it, tried that and we don't come up. Actually, I, no, I think we, which is I weird. Think if you search jazz in the Apple Podcast app, we come up eventually. Yeah, but not not as far to the front as we think we should. Well, ratings and reviews help that everybody. Ratings Just and so reviews. Are we at that part of the show? Yes, we are. 
well, it's kind of, yeah, it's a slash here. So, yeah. uh, but uh, just to digress, uh, no further. Here we go. <laughs> I recall listening to the deep listening episode a couple of weeks ago. I know that was over a month ago. I've this had, episode is not deep or no, about listening. At all. <laughs> uh, one concept that I found interesting was how to really figure out why a tune, a section of a tune, a phrase, or a groove in a tune mm. makes someone feel a particular way, or to put on the old, the good old stank face. <laughs> For those who don't know, stank face is when you. Purse your lips and you crinkle your nose and you're yeah. like, damn. Yeah. Uh, it's often accompanied with a damn yeah. or or a woo, woo. <laughs> at St. Louis style right there. Jazz woo. Yeah. Uh, this really clicked in my mind when I was listening to "I Wish" and "Do I Do" by Stevie Wonder. Yes. Are we still are... reading his question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I thought, gee, what makes that feel so good? And then I began to reflect back to the straight-ahead jazz round. What makes the greats like Herbie, Chick, Tony, uh, Tony Williams, Elvin Jones, just to name a few, all have such diverse swing feels and approaches to groove? I, re- I also relayed this question back to other great musicians and bands such as the Eagles, Michael Jackson, Bee Gees, or even Aerosmith. What makes these bands have their signature feel? Do influences of these musicians come to play? Would you consider the swing straight spectrum to be a factor as well? What kind of historical factors can contribute to this idea? Thanks. Looking forward to hear your opinions. Uh, Eric, that's a, a great, if not a little long-winded question. <laughs> questions. But There's like you, eight questions in there. <laughs> I think because he buttered us up in the beginning, it, yeah. it, it's going to be allowed. And actually, it's a really interesting topic to yeah. think about. You know, just reading his question, I think I think historical context actually might come into this quite a bit because a little bit of of when we like something that's good is I actually listened to this awesome uh, audiobook the other day about this thing called the creative curve. Have you heard about this? Mm. So there's this idea of like there has to be just enough familiar in some in a piece of art and there has to be just enough novelty, mm. something that we're not familiar with. Right. But like it has to feel comfortable like 75, 80%. Right. And then 20% has to be like, whoa, what is that? Yeah. And that is the stank face. The stretching. The stretching. Yeah. So I think even things like Michael Jackson or the Eagles or something is like compared to where they were in their time at yeah. their peak, right? Yeah. They had enough familiarity, enough it feels like home, and then enough novelty to make you think like, Whoa. And yeah. that's even, I think, contextual within a piece of music. Yeah. You know, it's the yeah. same kind of thing of like, uh, I was, we were both playing different Michael Jackson tunes earlier today in the studio. Yeah. And there's, there's something in that groove of uh, the one I, I was doing, Rock With You. Oh, man. That just like, it feels like I mean, some I kind of disco it, thing, but then there's some changes. It that is you're just disco. Like, it's it's like literally the greatest disco ever. For sure. I think. For sure. But I mean, I, I get staying face just from the intro. The drum fill right. bang. I mean, I'm like, ooh. I mean, I'm, I'm already there. So there's something familiar about it, but it's n- it's a novel thing, yeah. right? Compared to everything else around it. But that's the key: is compared to where it sits amongst yeah. other pieces of art. So I think that there's, uh, man, there's so many different ways to look at this. But like, it sounds like we're kind of gonna focus in on sort of the groove based ones. Sure. You know, I mean there's definitely like staying face just from like a harmony being played in a certain way. But again, so this is the same cob uh this same concept mm-hmm. of of like I'm doing something that you're expecting and it feels comfortable and then I throw this curveball in the harmony that's and that's the stank face. That's the novelty. That's the fifteen percent novelty or whatever. Absolutely. And I think that might be the sort of bridge between all these different kind of and, you know, call them stank face. Uh, I always think of that little kid, so I don't want to yeah. call, actually call it that. But you know, don't worry about it. but you know, these special moments. Like I think there has to be a. Um, it's really about the drama, like the setting up of the composer or of the 
of the player, what we're talking about now. I mean, it's really no different than like a great Beethoven string quartet. We were listening to some of those the other day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like you know the composer has this thing set up, and if the players execute that, it's like you know you're going to get to that moment. But it really is a dramatic thing. You can't just well, I just said that example where they did start out with it, <laughs> but like you have to set up a pattern and then hit it in another way. It's not just about. Right. Like, Stank Face, I think, is not just, like, ooh, you're in the pocket and you're just sitting there. Like, yeah. that's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's another kind of thing. But this is, like, when you do that and then you go next level. You know, it's almost like, what's the YouTube one where it's, like, Chris Potter's solo, where he was killing it until he went next level. You're not going to believe when he got to this right, place. Right, 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 That's the Stank Face place, right? I, I agree. And I think that— So there's the setup, then bam, 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 and then there's the— that's it, man. It's the familiar and then the novel. Yeah. And it's the it's the ratio of those that you you mix. And then if your audience, like knowing your audience, yeah. Because if you're at an avant-garde music festival, yeah, there that ratio of of novel to yeah. you know is not going to be the same for you as it is to, for them, yeah. right? So it's totally different. But like dazzle me by pulling your your instrument apart and setting it on fire. That's the only thing that's going to dazzle me right. and give me stank face at this <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah. Someone lights their instrument and they're like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Typical that Adam and Peter's. Uh, impression of an avant-garde festival, <laughs> but you can, you know, what this is actually totally applicable to practicing and and performing as well. Yeah. Like we should be thinking about this. I mean, I'm often in my solo thinking about like, uh, not consciously, but I think at this point subconsciously, like, okay, I've been doing this long enough. It's time to like really put Let's something next level. new out there, yeah. right? And that's usually when great moments happen. And I think like what you're referring to, I, I love this concept of you know, challenging the listener, giving them something and then bringing them on the journey. Yeah. But I think when you go next level with this, like not next level, it's, it's not ridiculous. Chris Potter next level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just really high level with this and you can really execute on this. You can do it so well that even when the listener does become accustomed to it, i.e. A recording, mm -hmm. you know. So if we think about kind of like stank faced things, we shouldn't be stank faced in a way because we know it's coming, Right. But yet we still are because it's so well executed yeah. that even though we know what's going to happen. And I think a lot of times musicians say, like, we think that, oh, we've seen it all. We hear it all. This is, yeah, we know. But that's the exciting thing to me. I'm still dazzled by stuff that I heard 30 years ago, 40 years ago. It's magic. Even as a, yeah. It's magic. And, and it's like, like like that intro. I mean, how many times can I hear that intro? If that on came the, on right now, we'd both oh, have man. a serious case. And it's not just, yeah, it gets you, it gets you, you know, tapping your foot into the groove. There is that part of it. Hold on. But there's also like just the symmetry of it. Hold on. Andrew, at this point in the edit, uh, oh, go ahead and put on. the intro to Michael Jackson's Rock With You. We'll pretend like we hear it and then we'll do our best. Okay, right. <laughs> Come on, and then we got to pound it out after that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's that was great, and also that's going to make us demonetize this video. Most yeah, okay, no, though. no, YouTube won't play it now. Yeah. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for the question yeah, and man. the kind words. Uh, great to know that people are checking us out up in Manitoba. That's great. Yeah, big shout out to. I don't know that that school. I don't know if it's in. Win I mean, I've, I've been to Winnipeg. That's the only place I've been. Uh, in Manitoba, but they, you know, they've got a, a lot of great musicians. That's up such there. a great Canadian name for university, Brandon University. If someone right. said, "What's the name of the university in Manitoba?" that <laughs> Eric goes to, me, I would say Brandon. I, I don't know. know. I don't even know it. Man, I heard a, a a podcast this morning where they were talking about the guy who was being interviewed um, was 
Canadian, and the guy interviewing was like, man, you guys are always so nice Canadians, you know. Is, is, are there any, like, mean Canadians? He's like, and the guy said, well, he they, basically the guy started describing some other Canadians. Like, he's like, I was in Mexico on vacation. This group was kind of, but then he couldn't even really be mean to them. And the guy was like, look, even when you're talking about Canadians yeah. you don't like, you're still nice to them, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, uh, Big shout out to Canada. Love Canada, yeah. for sure. BC, Ontario, and everything in between. Quebec. Yeah. Well, yeah, Quebec. Um, all right, well, good. So let's talk a little bit Open Studio today. Our sponsor, our main sponsor. Sponsored by our them. other sponsors are coming back, and we got some new ones coming too. We do? But Open Studio, yeah? yeah. No, we don't want to put it out there yet, but you actually, know, look, you know what? Let's give a little love to our former sponsors. Yeah, we got because the Oxford we still American, love Oxford American, inaugural sponsor. Love, still love reading. Still the Oxford love them, American. Yep. Uh, who else we got? We got Sound Slice. Uh, Sound Slice. Go to SoundSlice.com if you want to roll like me and Adam do for most of the day. Go to SoundSlice.com. Check out what Open Studio and everybody else has there. You'll love that. And then uh, tomorrow notation. we're going to have a bit of an announcement to make mm. about uh, a certain conference in 2020. So tune in tomorrow. We'll yep. make that announcement about. Uh, Something really yeah. uh, interesting, maybe live. You'll hear an opportunity. We'll see. I like it. And then uh, for today, we have a brand new pack. Do you know about our pack? Because as we're recording this, oh, today yeah, yeah. is Charlie Parker's birthday. So we're recording it today, Charlie Parker's birthday. This is Thursday, August 29th. Oh, don't tell them when we record it. Come on, man. Well, they're going to just look up Charlie Parker's birthday. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is relevant. Yeah, and is. we'll put a link here, Andrew, in the description for... The uh, Bird Pack. The Bird Pack. These are yeah. seven lessons that we curated so lovingly. We did. From uh, your course, your ongoing course, The Jazz Piano Method. These are the only ways you can see these lessons without actually spending the big bucks for The Jazz Piano Method. Right. And it's 25 bucks. Get in there. Check it out. It's $25? Is that for real? I think it might be too cheap. Okay. No, no, it's not too cheap. I just didn't know. No, uh, but there's like there's tons of lessons on things like the concepts behind bebop and, and yeah, closures and all the tunes. It's awesome. Go check yeah, it and this is really you know in honor of Charlie Parker. We got a, a couple of his tunes on there, but it's also like I wanted to um, you know that's some of the biggest questions we get and that I get. People are like, oh, how do you do your bebop thing or whatever? So this is curated from from lessons going all the way back to like 2012. We we really dug into the archive. And um, 25 bucks, and you get lifetime access to them. So take your time. Love it. Until tomorrow. You'll hear it.